Welcome to an all new episode of Much to Do About Nothing, the show where me and Joel pretty much talk Knicks and then I guess whatever else we want to talk about. Uh, this episode is going to be a very, very, very fun one because this episode is the six game winning streak of the Knicks episode. Uh, so this one is definitely going to be a lot of fun to break down. All the topics me and Joel got in store for you guys today. Uh, so let's start it off with what's going on, Joel. Uh, not much, chilling. Like a villain? Mostly. Yeah, I like that. Uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's talk about our top 10 uh, power ranking six game winning streak Knicks. Those are just, that's a mouthful I never thought I'd say. Um, uh, shout outs to Rebecca Harlow. Today, they have announced that the Knicks have uh, cracked the top 10 of the official NBA power rankings at number nine. Um, Julius Randle is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would honestly say Rose is turning into playoff Rose right around the, the right time. Um, my only prayers are that Alec Burks uh, gets gets back to himself a lot quicker and usually we know uh, players are able to get back to with um, – but I assume he has COVID. I believe that's why he's out. Yes. Um, so, you know, there's a bit of a fatigue there. Rose kind of stumbled for a few games but kind of got right back into it. Um, by the way, I know you can't really gauge off of this, but I was playing – you know how, like, in 2K you can just play, like, the playoffs? Yeah. So I got past the first round, right? Mm-hmm. After you get past the first round, doctors clear Mitchell Robinson to come back and play. Like, they clear him like he's fully healthy. So I'm really curious if that's the actual timetable um, in, like, real time. Like, if the Knicks, let's say, 4-1 or 4-2 um, and then make it to the second round, could Mitch then come back um, at that point? Or if you're the Knicks, do you kind of just want to roll with what you got and, and keep him healthy for the, the next season? I guess it's on them. Yeah. Because, you know, you want, as long as he's healthy, I, I would, you know, I'd rather he play than not play. But I was just about to say, in Joel's head, it's like, what did the doctor <laughs> say? The doctor said you could play? Yeah, it's going to be out there. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I was just having this conversation with my brother, and my, my dad earlier today. Um, regardless of what happens over the course of this next week and a half, wherever our seating ends up, regardless if we make the playoffs or not, this season is a success purely because it built DNA. Um, And it's something we had been asking for. I mean, here's the thing. Me and you both fully, I mean, all the announcers now that are starting to completely become Nick fans all of a sudden are saying it. Um, Barring just pretty much the out of nowhere, the Knicks will make the playoffs. But knock on wood, on the off chance that they don't. Mm-hmm. Me and you did not come into the season thinking, well, you know, I, I think playoffs every year, but realistically, <laughs> me <Yeah>. nor you <laughs> thought playoffs were on the, the menu this year. Right. Um, so they've over-exceeded everything we could have possibly wanted them to do this year. Um, so to me, it's a success. And I was arguing with my dad, before I kick it to you on your thoughts on the six-game winning streak, um, 
he was saying that the Knicks would be stupid if they didn't immediately re-sign Julius Randle in the offseason. And I said, I'm not so sure. And the reason why I say I'm not so sure is you look at his body of work, what he's done since he's been in the league, right? And you go, his numbers have obviously grown, right? But last year's Julius Randle and then this year's Julius Randle, the question remains, who is the Julius Randle? Is it what he's been doing this year? Or is it what he would, or you know, or what we saw last year? So to me, it's more so, I'm not in a rush <laughs> to re-sign Julius Randle. It's on my to-do list 100%. But to me, I'm like, in my mind, and this is just me talking, not, not me speaking for the Knicks, I'm evaluating every possible possibility for any disgruntled player. <laughs> and then I'm circling back to Julius Randle. Um, mainly because I believe he's still under contract next year, right? Yeah, it's uh that's um trying to think what it is. Yeah, he's is he's he, we we can we can we can get out of it if we really wanted to. Um right. basically. But yeah, but he has one more year left, technically. Right. And <clears throat> to me, it's one of those ideas to where it's like RJ's up after next year also they're obviously going to pick up all his options everything i'm about to say yeah yeah this is like years or whatever <laughs> right yeah yeah I'm, I'm not concerned about that at all but to me um <laughs> i brought that up to say the knicks are in a prime position because it's like there are going to be disgruntled players there just are it's the way the nba works who they who they are me and you don't need to to speculate on that because we don't even really like to do that because it's just a headache so to me, it's one of those things to where it's like, evaluate. I do want the Knicks to kind of step back. You don't have to be a prisoner of the moment. You have another year, use it. If not, then don't. But to me, I look at it and I go, what Julius Randle did this year. Because, I mean, look at it like this, Joel. Can you name me five players from that Brooklyn team that quote-unquote established a, um, you know, what, what did they call it? A... Uh, uh, they called it something, but like they established like this kind of new, okay. new era for the uh, for the Nets. And then that's what lured Kyrie and Durant there. And it's right. like, you don't have to still have the players on the roster that established it. Players just need to see that the organization is able to do things in the right direction. So to me, uh, I showed you the retweet that I got from Joe Budden. I to me, my most important thing is the supporting guy. Because you look at Bullock, there is going to be a championship caliber team that will pay Bullock a little bit more. Knicks, I think you should obviously don't overpay for Reggie Bullock. But Bullock, Burks, Nerlens, um, and Rose. I do believe Rose will just retire at Nick. He'll stay there as long as um, Tibbs is there. I, I, I do strongly believe that. Um, so I wanted to ask you before we go into this six game winning streak and then how we think this, the rest of the season will play out. What do you think is the utmost of priority for the Knicks in the off season? What's the, in the off season? Yeah. Well, that really depends how the season ends. Um, cause I do, I do think you got to take care of him. At some point, um, he's gonna, at the, he's gonna earn it. At that point, 
you might as well if you can work out a, a decent deal you could even extend them you know as long as for the right price you know and then you also got to work that out with Mitch because his contract is um I, I mean I think you have another year with him too so you don't have to rush it if you don't want to and especially now that he's coming off of fucking you know foot surgery right. so you put it off <clears throat> but you know you could also try to figure that out if you really want to um Alec Burks um Nerlens Noel Reggie Bullock guys like that you you know you got to figure out what the where the where the price range is at and how much you're willing to how much you're willing to spend to keep those guys uh, and how like who who's expendable that you can bring in that could probably do a better job like you got to start looking in that way too you know because <clears throat> at this point you know you want to keep everyone and you can because <laughs> it's not like they're all gonna cost you too much money we have a lot of, we sell a lot of cat <clears throat> um, no go ahead no it's, it's basically it like we have a lot of cat room still because <clears throat> we didn't spend a lot um the fact that we're doing this with the with, with basically on a budget <laughs> is also pretty impressive that we're not paying too much for this roster um that we're doing it you know bare bones the guy like julius Randle's getting paid the most I mean, and he's and then he's playing like he deserves to be paid the most <laughs> you know what i mean Right. So that's why I said if you're the you're in a great situation because I kind of look at it to where it's like you to me, I get what you're saying about to, to kind of survey and see if there's a, a player that maybe kind of does things to a maybe a higher caliber than what maybe let's say, for example, Reggie Bullock does. But to me, there's something special about familiarity. And it's the idea of you at least know what he's going to bring night in, night out. Um, we've seen a full season. We've seen two full seasons of it. He was there last year. Um, so I'm like, uh, Burks, you know, obviously when healthy and injury has not been, you know, again, knock on wood has not been a major issue for the Knicks this year. Uh, it's literally really only been Mitchell Robinson. Um, so you look at it and you kind of go, these guys have been healthy all year. And think about this, Joel. We know Tom Thibodeau works guys into the ground. And health has not been a problem this year. That's a really good sign. And you look at Burks, young, Bullock, young, Nerlens, young, uh, Randall, young. To me, I don't see why you don't just bring this core back and just build with it. They're very young. I'd understand if it was like, you know, if Nerlens was like 32 and Randall was like 31. And it's like, do I really want to? I get that, but Randall's oh, no. 25. Exactly. You know? So it's like, this is what we've been asking for, Joel. If you think about it, get exactly. young guys that know their role, build around, and you have it. So to me, it's one of those things where it's like, if Reggie Bullock is asking for four years, sixty million dollars, of course not. Don't pay that. But I don't think these guys will kind of rake the the Knicks over the coals. Like I said, I think Rose will be as as dirt cheap as possible. A nice little comfortable two-year deal. He'll probably retire after that. Um, but he wants to be here. So I can see him finishing his career here with Tibbs. So then you go Rose, check. That's the veteran presence that you need. Check. You go Bullock and Burks. To me, neither one of them have – their numbers aren't insane this year, right? So they, they, they should not warrant any kind of crazy money that makes you go, well, there's no way I'm even entertaining that. Um, right. 
and I kind of look at the NBA this year, kind of like how I looked at the NFL this year. I don't see a lot of teams that are going to want to be paying players, especially those guys, crazy money. You know, I could see Golden. I, I could see uh, Golden State wanting another shooter, maybe being interested in Reggie Bullock, but they don't have money to be paying him any anything crazier than what we could afford to pay him. So, to me, I don't see a whole bunch of teams in the NBA this year that are going to be looking to, to just dell out a whole bunch of crazy money. So that that to me is definitely in our, you know, in our favor. So I look at it and I'm like, if you can keep those core guys, obviously you're going to have to make a decision on Frank, make a decision on Kevin Knox. Um, but you got quickly, we got the draft coming up. Um, I just look at it and I'm like, we've been waiting for this moment to where we're like, there's a core, like an actual core, not a whole bunch of old guys, a young core that are gritty work hard, play good defense, and know their role. Like, like the biggest problem I had with the, the last run uh, where we had of this was you had JR who played really well in the regular season, but in the playoffs, there were just moments where it was just like, JR, like, don't take that shot. <laughs> like, you should probably pass that. And you have guys in Reggie and, and Rose who understand that. Like, Rose isn't going out here trying to drop 30 a night selfishly whatever he can do to help the team win. Um, so I'm like, you're not really going to find a whole bunch of guys that are selfless like these guys are. So I just really hope that we're able to keep this core and, um, you know, make all the right decisions uh, moving forward. But let's stick in the right now. And the right now is we are on a six-game winning streak with the Hornets tomorrow and the Hawks on Wednesday. Joel, how are you feeling about this last stretch before the playoffs? Um, I mean, I want to, I want to say we can continue and you know what, I mean, the way we've been playing, I can't imagine that we can't, I mean, eventually we're going to, our streak's got to end at some point, you think, right? Um, <clears throat> I don't want that to be a thing, but like, I think we can, I think, look, let's see, what, what's the next, this is Hornets, Hawks. Yep. <clears throat> and we go into our, our West Coast swing. Yeah, Hornets, Hawks, Raptors, and then we go up, I guess, on our way. We're all home. We're at a homestand, and then, yeah, then we go out west. Fuck. Oh, to end the season, yeah. Then we come home for the last three games. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I guess let's, let's, if we're going to be at home, I'm going to assume that Phoenix game is going to be tough. Um, I want to say we could be uh, Charlotte or Orlando. We might, we may lose one of those two. I don't want to lose both. We may lose one of those two. They're tough teams. Um, and Lamelo apparently just got cleared. I don't know if he's going to be ready for tomorrow, but um, <clears throat> I know he did just clear. They just cleared him, um, which is crazy. Wasn't the original report report he was out for the season? I thought he was. I think what yeah. he broke it and the Right. That's why I was just like a fractured hand. Like if the Hornets make the playoffs, there's a lot of season left to say he's yeah. out for the whole year. Yeah. And they just cleared him today that he can yeah. play. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, cool. he recovered way faster than I expected. Good to be young. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but I mean, I look at this. I, I said this today. I said to me heading into this West coast swing, I look at 
tomorrow, Wednesday, and then the Raptors. If mm-hmm. we can win those, right? And then let's just say the rest of the games are 50-50. I could live with that because remember, me and you said out of the six-game winning streak, we said if you could just get a few of these, that would be perfect. Yeah, you just want the majority. Got, right, and they went out and got all six of them. <laughs> so it's yeah. like <laughs> – I'll take that for sure. But, you know, to be realistic, it's like we can't lose against the Hawks. They're ahead of us. We can't mm-hmm. lose against the Hornets. They're in it. Um, and you you got we got to stop losing to Toronto. Toronto probably is the only team in the NBA who is one of those teams that's just like, yes, we can win games. Do we want to? Eh, not really. Um, and the Knicks go in there and they're just like they struggle. And it's like, don't struggle. Just beat the Raptors. They are very beatable beat them especially this uh, year it, more than any any time ever that i remember <laughs> really yeah. with the knicks that the, the toronto is very beatable so i'm like to me two out of three is all i'll accept uh out of these three games coming this week that that's that's it, it, it and to me that's being very 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 generous i, I want three out of five in total of the next five, five games okay Okay. At least, at least three out of five. What are the two losses you say? Mm. I'm thinking either one of Charlotte or Atlanta. Maybe. I, I, I think... don't know. We we found a way to dog Atlanta, haven't we? Beaten them? <clears throat> Aren't we leading in the series? Oh, I think so. But you know that we usually do well against them. Right. But especially you never this know. season. This yeah, especially. Season. Really. I mean, think about this. The first <laughs> game we played. Trey went off and we still won. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, to me, I, th- I think, I think we, as long as we focus, I think Atlanta is, is a very, very, very winnable game. I honestly think Charlotte's a very winnable game. Um, but then you look at it and you're like, well, these are the Knicks that lost to the Timberwolves not all that long ago. So right. Like- and they're on our, like, they have similar records to us. So that's why I figured we're going to lose. It'll probably look, plus, you know, we're, we're going on a, at this point, especially if we beat Charlotte, that makes seven in a row. So at, the, at some point, it's going to end. <laughs> We're going to probably stumble, and it's going to – I don't I don't know when it's going to end, but I have a feeling it'll probably – within one of those two games. Um, so – and I, maybe that Phoenix game. Um, they're, they're fighting for number one in the West right now. So right. That, that might – you know, that might be a but tough one for us. I'll also throw this in here because <clears throat> I don't disagree with anything you said, but I, I – Keep throwing this out there. There's only a week and a half left of, of the season, really, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of go, yes, is LeBron coming back? Like, are they going to want to get some games under their belt before the playoffs? For sure. Mm-hmm. But you got to think of it from an organizational standpoint. I'm not if – I'm, if I'm Phoenix and I'm top three, right, I can't get any lower than three. No way in hell I'm risking De- Devin Booker, Aiden, or Chris Paul in this last stretch like number one seed has to be something that's like so definitive that we can get or i'm not risking those guys so i'm like who knows that might be a game where they rest those guys i doubt it (laughs) to me i'm just like already in the season that that's been pretty crazy already i don't know if i'm a top three if i'm risking my players i mean phoenix got blown out the other day and booker and those guys are still in in the third quarter and it's like what are you doing? <laughs> call it, call it a loss. Get those guys out of there, man. That that's how that's how you get a player injured. 
Um, but yeah, to me, like I said, this week or these upcoming three games specifically, two out of three is the, is, is the least I'll accept. You got to get two out of these three, whether that's the win tomorrow, lost Wednesday, win against the, the Raptors. I don't care how you get the two out of the three, but there it cannot be one in two. It's not what that can be. That cannot be the case. So, yeah, six game, one street, you know. No, no, I get you. I get you. The idea, the idea of you know, you know, the law of averages are we have to lose at some point. I'm, I'm with you completely. I get it. I'm just saying the loss. I would rather come in the third game, if, if anything, or just one of the three that you lose one. I don't mind. I'm being realistic. I understand you won't win off all eight or however many games left, but to me, do not lose the most important ones, which are these next two, tomorrow and Wednesday. Got to capitalize on those. You just have to. Because like I said, like we've been saying all year, that's what that's what prevents the Knicks from ever really being taken seriously is that when it comes down to doing the things that they're supposed to do, they fall short. So these are games that people are like, all right, six in a row, you're in the power, the top 10 power rankings, close it out. And you got to go close it out. So to me, I'm with you. Unrealistic, we run the table. That's not what I'm asking for. Just win two out of these next three. I agree. Yeah, that's all we can ask for. Um, but also one thing heading into the playoffs that Tibbs needs to really install into these guys' heads. If a player has a step on you, right? I mean, he's coming down the court fast break. If you cannot stop him defensively, let him get the bucket. I am so tired of quickly RJ Bullock. Stop fouling guys because you can't move your feet. If because at that point, because you because think of it like this, you're not doing anything to stop them from from throwing the ball up. Like you're not grabbing them, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you're little trying to slow them down. They still have continuation, so they could get a ones all. Day. It's either grab them so they can't get the ball up, or just move mm-hmm. their feet, or just let them get the bucket. I'm just it's watching that game that last game where RJ got fouled out. It's just like some of those fouls, RJ, it's like, yes, are the refs when the Knicks play very sensitive? A thousand percent. They just love to blow that whistle. Not for us, but damn sure against us. Apparently. You got to stop making it so easy, RJ. Like, why? Why? Move your feet. And if they get past you, hey, it happens to the best of them. But these little flimsy fouls, you got to stop that. You really, really, really do. But that's why me and you said Mitchell Robinson is so important because a lot of these fouls that uh, RJ and these guys are getting are on takes to the rim. And it's like players are a little, you know, themselves going to the rim when Mitch is there. They don't really fear Nerlens. It's why everyone keeps trying Nerlens. Well, maybe at this point, you're stupid. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I'm complete. Well, we know that, right? We know. And of course, they watch film, so they should. <laughs> they don't fear Nerlens like they do when Mitch is in the lanes. Like you don't see guys. I don't remember the last time I saw a guy try to dunk on Mitchell Robinson. Like no, I didn't see Howard dunk on Mitchell Robinson. They were they were trying against uh, 
Maryland. That's what I'm saying. So that motherfucker was not having it. So that's why I'm like, you see it a lot to where the Knicks are like, you know, RJ and them, they foul because it's like, well, we don't have Mitch. And it's like, dude, but you have Nerlens. He's that guy. Let, let, like, trust him. And if you don't have help, they get the bucket, you know? You just got to play better defense. But these fouls, they got to stop. They really do. Because heading into the playoffs, RJ, that could have been the difference of that game, you getting fouled out. Yeah, but it's not like you fouled out like often. No, 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 no. no. Him being fouled out wasn't my problem. It's the fouls of how he got fouled out because the team does it so often. Um, so I just I need them to clean that up a little bit heading into the playoffs where the roster shrink and we already see Tibbs play the same rotation now. So picture him shrinking it. Um, so it's the idea of like you know just cleaning up a few things. But I'm really excited for this. These next three games coming up, I just love to see the Knicks play, man. I just really, really, really do. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add about the Knicks? Not really. I mean, we talked about most everything, basically. All right. So, all right, let's move on. Um, well, one really, 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 really quick thing that I do want to give some some credit to is whenever we beat the Mavericks, that should count as two wins. I'm not saying NBA find a way to make that happen. That's two wins. That's 100% two wins. One, it's it's a win because it's a middle finger to Chris Stops. And two, it's a win because we should always beat the Dallas Mavericks. So that should count as two wins. So technically, we're what are we now? 29 and 27? 29 and 27? Yeah. What, you mean our record? Yeah, our record. We're like 31 and 20 something. Oh, 31 and 27. Okay. I think it's 20. I think we have 27 losses. Perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's get into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Joel, you are my witness. I said it last week. What did I say? My biggest fear was of this episode is not, that whatever I, the reveal was. <laughs> oh, say it again. Not recognize who this, uh, the reveal was. Exactly. And the name threw me off. Because I only know the run that she had as uh, Madam Hydra, um, which was very short-lived and was barely, she was barely Madam Hydra at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I do remember her more so for the Dark, no, no. Was she the Dark Reign? No, she wasn't the Dark Reign. I'm thinking Victoria Hand, I think I'm thinking. Um, but I knew very little about her. I knew the actress and I was just like, oh, wow, that's a really good get. Um, yeah. curious to see where uh, you're going. And yeah, me too. The more she talked, I was just like, okay, okay, I think I see where they're going. Um, I kind of feel like she might be the Colson to Ross's Fury. Um, and I was just like, because all right, so my mindset, Joel, is I think she could be a mix between obviously actually Contessa. But I think she also could be a, a mix of Victoria Hand. Um, for anyone out there listening who doesn't know who that is, she was a deputy director of the Thunderbolts Initiative during the Dark Reign comics. Um, I think Contessa could end up working for Ross. I, I, I really do. Because um, I'm trying to think where else, like what else of a role could Contessa have? It's like you've gotten rid of Hydra. I don't think they're going to bring Hydra back. So it's like, 
I mean, of course, AJ mentioned Leviathan. I thought of that, but I'm like, what? yeah, he was saying he thought uh, she could be trying to to create Leviathan. Is that a Marvel thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what you call it? Hold on. Hold on. Let me see in my notes. I, I think I wrote down what AJ said. Hold on. Um, I think I still have it here. I don't know. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. That's shit. That's the wrong person. Here we go. Um, go through his notes. But yes, anyway, Joel, talk mm-hmm. more about when you saw her pop up, like how that was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, when we find, when we see her, um, I'm like, oh, shit, it's it's Elaine. <laughs> like, the first thing that popped in my head. And, I'll, and it's so weird seeing her play someone else because uh, I'm so used to her as Elaine or her playing her actual self or the other roles she played or uh, what, what was it? She just, she just had a show. Uh, Veep, was it? Yep. On Veep. Yeah. <clears throat> so she's just, she's been everywhere. Like, so, I mean, should I be, should we be shocked um, that Marvel, you know, found a role for her in, in their universe? No. Um, but I'm very curious as to uh, what role, you know, she does play. Obviously, she, she's a little shady. Um, and who knows? I'm, I'm not, it, really, it really depends. Like, and I think she gave um, uh, John the... Was it John? Yeah, John Walker, right? Yeah. Uh, her, um, <clears throat> I mean, his wife, like, this blank card would look like. Like, I don't <laughs> think there was anything on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what was that? Um so yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Like you said, like as far as we know, she—I mean, comic book wise, she was she was Madame Hydra at least at one point. Um, she was also a Shield agent at some point. So <coughs> I, I really don't know. Um, she might be working with a shady dark uh, agent agency, uh, and I—I I think I read somewhere that she like she may actually be in Black Widow, and that's where we probably would have saw her first if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, things got shifted around. Yeah, I um, I followed that a little bit. I, I followed that back to what they were um, what they were referring to with that, uh, with that quote, and it was it was iffy. Um, what they were kind of basing it off of was kind of just like, I don't know, but I mean, if she was supposed to be in Black Widow, it only furthers exactly what I just finished saying, which was, I think she's working with Ross. Um, now, does that mean Ross is a power broker? No. Um, I'm really starting to believe that this power broker will be just as underwhelming as, <laughs> as it was Agatha all along. Like, it's really starting to become that for me to where I'm just going to be like, it's not going to be anything exciting. <laughs> like, like it's going to be something that we kind of just look at and we go, Oh, okay. All right. No problem. Um, so, and I don't believe she's uh, the power broker either. Um, I think that would be a little forced if she were the power broker. Now, this is what I want to talk about while I'm still looking for what AJ was saying. Um, but all right. So I got an argument about this, right, Joel? Mm. I thought Torres with the wings was a um was just kind of like an acknowledgement that they understood what that character was in the comics right Mm -hmm. i did not take it as his war machine moment 
where, you know, Terrence Howard goes next time, baby. And then we see him, you know, as a war machine in the next movie. I think Falcon will only have one partner and it will be Patriot. I do not think they will give Torres the wings. I think he was just more so saying he doesn't own the wings so Torres can keep them. How did you take that line or did you just kind of just hear it and just kind of go, okay, whatever. I did look at it that way. I looked at it as like, you know, that was his next time baby moment. Oh, really? I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah. you know, comes the Falcon in the comics and then he's like, you can keep the wings. And he was, he wanted to work on the wings earlier in the show, you know, so just to me, it makes sense. I'll never say it doesn't make sense. It's just the idea of, I don't know, like, I guess I could, I could see it. I mean, I guess, because they haven't done anything to set up Patriot. Yeah, nothing. At least not yet. And I I said it, I said it Saturday. If they set it up this, this Friday, that will be extremely forced. Um, because you very easily could have just had a scene where after he was done talking to Isaiah, um, you know, he spoke to, he spoke to his grandson and they had a moment together. Um, mm-hmm. and then that was it to where we knew, okay, all right, cool. There, there's something there between the two of them. Um, and then down the road, you could say like his grandfather passed and Sam wanted to take his grandson in and it would make sense. But if you put it in this, in this next episode, that's the last episode of the season. It's like, all right, well, it kind of seems like you force that in there. Like, why wasn't this just naturally brought up any of the last two times he saw the grandson? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's like, I don't know. I never once came into the season thinking coming out of it, Falcon would have a, uh, you know, an apprentice. So to me, I I just kind of took it as Sam has, excuse me, um, you know, they've brought it up numerous times. They brought it up in Civil War. You don't own those wings. Those aren't your wings. Um, we allow you to use them. Um, and I kind of just took it as they were broken. You know, he he kind of realized it was time for him to be Captain America. He's no longer Falcon. Um, so it was just the idea of keep them. Like I don't I don't want what that represents anymore. I, I need to become Captain America now. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I was I was just really shocked that they killed the um no not not that they killed yeah 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 I'm sorry they killed the doctor off um who made the serum because we do know what Torres went through in the comics um mm-hmm. so I was just like okay they're not taking any of these routes so that's why I'm like okay you know I don't really see it but um you know who knows yeah well like the say it again what 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 did you say no, I was just saying they didn't really take any focus on Torres this season with any of the, you know, the plot points from from what he went through in the comics. So I was just kind of like, all right, well, he's just meant to kind of be like. Um, well, they're not going to half Birdman him. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. I just meant like he would get the um, the super soldier serum. He never got super soldier serum. I know, but I thought that I thought the compromise would have been I'm not giving you actual bird wings. So I just make you a little strong. Um, so just, you know, the fact that we've barely seen him this season, I just kind of saw it as like, I don't really think he's going to be that important going, going forward. He's just going to be the government, uh, the government connection between Sam and, you know, the, the U S government. 
Um, so I just, I, I didn't see it. You know, I'm like, there's no way coming out of this. Torres is the guy <laughs> over the guy it should be, which is the Patriots. So again, why, well, like, why, why? Like, that, that's exactly how it was in the comic book. Like, like Torres was his guy. Because to me, it's like the Patriot makes probably the most sense. Coming but the was never his partner, ever. Well, there's a lot that the MCU does that never happens. I just, I, I pictured the whole idea was uh, Patriot would be motivated by Sam. Sam would be what he looked up to and why he became uh, the Patriot. That's how I saw it. Um, so, but again. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we'll see. Yeah, I, again, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I just never thought I'd come into this season and Torres would mean more. Uh, I mean, I brought it up before that, you know, he was Falcon in the comics. I just never expected them to actually do it. Um, but all right, so more from this episode. I said it Saturday. Um, it, it felt, I didn't have an issue with this episode. It just felt out of place. Um, it felt like, editing wise this was supposed to go somewhere else um the downtime that they took i get it for the the development of bucky and sam um but everything else was just it seemed a little out of place um but i mean i i was shocked to see oh that's what i was waiting to tell you that's what i was waiting to talk to you about so on all the promotional uh, art for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Zemo has that mask on. Mm-hmm. Off for four goddamn seconds. Yeah, really. They keep pr- promoting Zemo only in that mask. It- it's really frustrating me, Joe. <laughs> it really is because I'm just, never liked it ever. Nothing about it. Like we don't even know its historical value. Like, like <laughs> what is important of of this mask that he needed to? Like he made sure he grabbed it when he got his stuff yes you know what i'm saying like yeah. why what was, what was supposed to be important about it he grabbed it and they made, they made it seem like it meant something to him right and they never did anything with it afterwards right and I, i'm arguing this saturday because i'm trying to explain to everybody that stuff like that matters because it's it's what makes a character like for john walker we know that he's supposed to be a bad guy. So we don't need anything to, Oh, we feel sorry for him or anything like that. But to give us a small little um, flashback of what he and Battlestar went through in war would have given us a bet. Cause a lot of people were saying they didn't really like, you know, he seems like he's just angry all the time and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's, that's less on Wyatt and more on the writing. Like they, they really kind of just made you, kind of assume what he went through um you know they, they kind of gave you like a little glimpse but to me through dialogue is why that's so important so for Zemo to have said like this was my father's and, and my father's father's um that's all I would have needed Joel. oh it's important to him because it was passed down through generations got it not a problem but then when you just say nothing and it's like well why <laughs> Why, why wear it then? Like he put it on to blow up a tanker and then took it right off. I yeah. don't that. He didn't really need it after that much more afterwards. Um, like, not that you can save it for future installments and ex- explain it then if they want, but you know, sure. would have been nice to get an explanation sooner rather than later. 
Yeah. I mean, hell, if they give us a Thunderbolt show, we very much could get a flashback or dialogue as to why that mask is important, for sure. Um, I'm not closing the door on that. I'm just saying you made it like they made sure when they promoted this show, when it first uh, when they first started filming, what was the first thing we saw? Nothing about Falcon, nothing about Bucky. We saw him in the mask because it was supposed to be like, all right, guys, we're giving it to you. And then it was ultimately nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, what else did you take away from uh, from this episode? Um, I mean, overall, it was a good episode. Um, that's that, that, that fight, man, between the three of them. Pretty brutal. I mean, at one point, did you realize he took the serum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you're definitely <laughs> right on that. I mean, excuse me. When he broke his arm and he was kind of still just like, nope, I can keep going. I was just like, that's not adrenaline. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think right now you could break my arm and I could go, you know what? I can still fight you. Like, I think I could probably pass out. Yeah, that was a pretty brutal fight, man. Um, but that with, with a bloody shield and like him ripping his fucking wings off and and then basically throwing a Bucky across the room and, and like short circuiting the, the arm. I, was like, I didn't expect to see that. Um, <clears throat> and um, but it was just it was it was a nice little three way battle there, and they forced the shield off him. We, we were trying to figure out how they were going to get the shield from him in the first place, but now we know they took it from him. Um, and then of course he gets um reprimanded and basically stripped of his title and <clears throat> and easily could have been could have been worse apparently but <clears throat> because of his past goodwill um they didn't make it worse but yeah he was stripped from being captain america even though he was not taking it lightly um and look he's still emotional his friend you know his best friend died his partner in crime, you know, literally. <clears throat> so I get it. I like, like the, the, the fact, you know, he killed that dude, uh, and he kept, and he and he told the family that that was the guy that killed him, even though he knows deep down that wasn't, you know, the real killer. Right. Uh, and I think that's one of the problems with him in the first place is that he just and he lied about it the whole time. But. Uh, <laughs> John's a very odd person, you know. I will say a part of me kind of understood because one, you don't want to tell his parents that you did not find the killer, uh, or you essentially lost the killer. Um, yeah, basically. Two, you also don't want them thinking you were just willing to murder anybody, right? Just uh, because, right? pretty sure they don't want that in the name of of their son like murdering anybody that was that was near the situation like no um so to me i thought that was a little bit admirable because it's like they're really hurting right now and the last thing you want to do is disappoint them you want to give them some semblance of peace um so yeah and again i am not trying to defend anything walker did i'm just saying i would i would find it very difficult to go to a friend of mine's mom and go, I killed everybody for your son. Uh-huh. And, and not only did I kill everybody, <laughs> I killed the person who actually killed your son. Uh, <laughs> like, I failed. Uh, right. I kind of get that to a degree. Yeah, that, that part, yeah, I understood, I understood why he said that. Um, justification, <laughs> you know, uh, I get it. 
and it makes sense. I mean, for that family, which is sad, you know, that that, that happened. And you know, again, that was uh, he was very close to them, so it's un- it's understandable. But also, it you know, but he he was already in that lie. Like he killed that dude straight up. Like Mark murked him. Like he was killing anybody in his way that he found. That's what happened, you know. And um, and that you know, and look, he ends up making his own shield. I can't wait to see how that shit flies around. <laughs> just had to wait. Uh, I can't wait to see how he uses it because I'm like, there's no way it has the aerodynamics of the uh, the real shield. You know what? Someone said that, and I'm like, again, this is obviously assuming because we have absolutely no idea. But for as much as Contessa, oh wait, 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 while while I'm talking, so you can actually look at it, I just sent you the Leviathan from Marvel. Um, but Contessa knew a lot about that shield. Could it be possible that what made that shield, she might have given Walker some of the material necessary to to craft it? I mean, because to me, I would assume he has to know that if it's not made with even remotely somewhere near the same material, once you throw that and the real shield hits it, it'll shatter. (laughs) So I don't think he would willingly go out there and embarrass himself. And part of me thinks her meeting him in that moment was for something. Um, And maybe it could have been a, a, a renewed purpose. Like, Hey, we can help you be what you're trying to, you know, be what you're trying to be. So I'm like, maybe he, she, she gave him some of the tools necessary to assemble. Obviously, not everything, um, but maybe some of it. Because to me, it's just it's pure idiotic if he goes out there, throws that shit, and it breaks. And it's like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. It looks like it's just metal. That's what I'm like, I don't know. We'll see how how he uses it, how it's utilized. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it looks like um, it looks like from the trailer, uh, and it, maybe it, it could have been. You know how they put it out of out of place but it looks like he throws it and carly just like super kicks it away and it's like well you know i'm really confused on how marvel uses weapons here i mean i've seen iron man use repulsor blasts against like humans and it just stuns them and i'm like no that's not how it should be (laughs) that's like a, a huge uh beam of energy that should blow a hole through your stomach um so i'm like i'm just really i mean someone even said it saturday um they threw they threw the shield and it hit uh zima on the back of the head and he was fine and i'm like i don't think that's how that works either (laughs) okay um but yeah no walker's definitely going through it um one thing i did want to say was uh the dora milaje taking zemo to the raft gave me all the confirmation i need joel (laughs) <laughs> it literally uh, and, and, no i didn't say anything i laughed oh um because i'm like if, if he's going to the raft that's ross's raft so i'm like there's a reason well obviously we know ross built it for guys like zemo um but we know the raft isn't meant for guys like zemo it's definitely meant more so for your abominations your right super uh, Right, exactly and i try to i try to tell everyone saturday because for some reason everyone thought it was stark's prison and i'm like why? no why yeah no (laughs) but i tried to explain to them the only reason why the avengers were kept there were so the avengers 
<laughs> you could make a very strong case they could break out of regular prison. So you wanted to put them in a supermax prison. So that was the only reason they were there. But like, I don't think Ross really feared Hawkeye being a threat. Like, no, I could, no. I could put stun, I could put like, uh, you know, some smoke in there to knock you out and you'll be fine. Everybody um, in there, was, everyone that was arrested was basically human. <laughs> except for, uh, uh, Wanda. Wanda was the only one that posed a real threat. Right. Right. Um, but him going to uh, the raft let me know that Ross is, is involved and wants to wants to speak with Zemo. Um, and also, Joel, I thought of this cast for the Thunderbolts. Zemo, Walker, Ghost, and Agatha Harkness. I don't know if I like, considering she's not arrested. Like, what, what... No, 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 no. No, no, I know that, but I'm saying I find it hard to believe that all of what happened in New York happened, and Ross has no idea about it. Um, I'm pretty sure he knows exactly what the hell happened there, and I'm pretty sure he'd be interested in seeing um in in getting a little bit more information. I guess that might be the stretch, but I do like the Zemo Walker and Ghost. Mm. I do like that, and you know I'm always hanging out hope for my girl Carly. Um, all right, so I'm gonna ask you. Two last questions before before we move out of here. Mm. Um, do you think Sam's new gear that the uh, that Wakanda made him? Well, I assume Shuri. Let's give her the respect that Shuri made him. Do you believe that it has wings? I fucking hope so. And your <laughs> vibranium. I would assume so. All right, <laughs> we're on the same page. I, I just wanted to make sure we we're on the same page. Um, because I thought to myself, I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever be a fan of uh Sam's Captain America literally just being like Captain America. The, the, the wings is what separates the two. Right. It, it also it helps him out, you know, it's what he's used to and right all that extra shit, you know. To him to completely go. And especially he's he doesn't have um he's not a super soldier. So the wings right. give him that advantage, you know. Right. And it's like flying was his background. It's like if you took flying away from Green Lantern, it's like, well, that was one of the cool things is that he was used to flying planes. Now he can actually fly. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think you should ever rob him of that. Um, so I'm like, I, I really do hope that is the case. They're vibranium wings. Um, it'll they be were really in the comic too, which is uh, interesting. Except obviously they didn't do it in the, in the movies until now. But in right. the comic. His his uh, wings were eventually made by um, by the Black Panther. Yep, yep. So I am interested to see how the mechanics of it work. I like the technology of how his wings had already worked. So now with Wakanda yeah. technology, it'll be real. And it's like we know everything Wakanda base uh, absorbs kinetic energy and can kind of revert it back uh, mm -hmm. through the wings. You know, I'm, of course, I'm not asking you. I know you don't know, but I'm I'm curious. Do the wings have that ability? You saw to a degree Bucky's arm kit. Um, so it's like I'm really I'm really intrigued to kind of see what this new suit does for him um and how cool it will be and how useful really. Uh yeah. someone also made the point of maybe the suit kind of helped take some of the heaviness off from the shield. Um and I said, Oh, I like that. I like that. I, I would like it if you know they have something in like the wrist of of the suit that kind of makes the shield a little easier to hold for him. It's not as heavy. I don't think it's heavy to begin with, but uh, it, for him, it's just basically just comfortability. Right. So, like him having the wings and using the shield at the same time and 
having then having it like having him hold the shield like carrying the shield on his back uh or, or having something you know cap had like that electrical thing where he would be able to summon the shield and shit mm-hmm. that'd be cool too for him <laughs> that's just to make life easier you know yeah because i tell you right now i'll as a viewer i'll get annoyed if every time he throws it, I have to watch him go run and, and, and grab it. Like, no, figure that out. <laughs> well, if he's doing things right, usually he doesn't have to, but you know, right. it, it happens. <laughs> It'll hit the floor. <laughs> you gotta go down. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I as a viewer don't want to see that. Make that easier for, for happens both. in the video games too. Like if uh, you play with Captain America, sometimes the, sh- the shield would like fall and you would have to go chase it down. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you said that. Um, I am close to beating the game. I'm actually at the point right after um, Thor comes back. Okay. Um, my only issue with the game, my only issue, and it's nothing like what everyone else's issue is. My only issue is it does feel story-wise. I don't mean everything else you can do. Story-wise. Seems short as shit, bro. It was short as shit. Yeah, like that's a that's a that's a no no for me. Like, luckily, yeah. I didn't get the game when it first came out. I got it now, so I only paid like fifteen bucks for it. Um, so I'm not really complaining over fifteen bucks. I feel as though that's I got my money's worth. But if I had bought it when it came out, this is way too short for sixty dollars. Way too short. Yeah, and then it took forever for like some of that DLC to like fucking pop up. So yeah, right, right. And I had that. And all the other other extra stuff you can do to me i like when spider-man does the extra stuff you can do i'm okay with it because spider-man approaches it like grand theft auto like there are points where you have to do some of those side missions before you get back to your main mission Mm -hmm. Um, so i'm okay with that because it's all within the flow of it but with the avengers game it's kind of like here's a story all right do you want to do extra stuff and it's like no i want to just do the story right story yeah give me more story so um i haven't done any of the dlcs yet because i'm not finished with the game yet but i love the game i don't see any any problems with it i don't have any problems with it the game is so good i bought the figures based off of the game series um i really 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 enjoy this it's a great story i would have loved to have seen an animated world um like an animated movie universe based Mm -hmm. on the voices from the game i think cool and the story, to be completely honest with you, I would love the story to be fleshed out a little bit more. Through, I would too. Um, say it again. I said I would too. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I mean, it's a great story, and it's something that's different than anything we've seen Marvel-wise, whether it's cartoon, animated movies, or the live action. Um, I mean, when you essentially think about it, we first get our Avengers, um, and then as soon as we get them, they're disbanded. Mm-hmm. so i'm like i like it i like you starting off with struggle um mm-hmm. it's what it's what makes them a better team and to me i'm really curious as to see where this story goes forward um because they started off with um god how did i just lose his name uh what's the villain in this avengers game modok yeah started off with modok so i'm like if you start off with modok who's like a b-level villain uh, in my opinion, that opens you up for so many more villains you can use down the road. You haven't even touched the the bigger names yet. Yeah, um, they barely they barely touched on Mo- like in that game. You have obviously Modok, Aim, Aim, a fucking whole bunch of robots. Right. Um, you get you get a little bit of um, 
villain from um the Black Widow movie. Uh, you know how horrible. Yeah, I yeah. Task- Task- there. You got Abomination. Yep. Um, that's it. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. That that's it. So I'm like, it it opens the door for you to do so many other cool things going forward. But mm-hmm. I enjoy this game, and I think people. I think people sometimes just love to complain. They like to hop on the hype of of negativity. There's nothing wrong with this game outside of it just being ridiculously short. If not for that, I would say that this would have been one of my favorite purchases of of a game. It's a beautiful game. Like visually, it's like the graphics and you you get to play with it. Awesome. Yeah. They, the way that every character feels unique. Yep. You know what I mean? It's it's beautiful. <laughs> I tell you right now, my favorite move is when you can summon um uh Iron Man's armor that he uh, the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. I love that. I hate how short it is, but I love <laughs> that. Um so I'm like there's a lot to love about this game and I would recommend it to everybody. I have nothing negative to say about its gameplay. It's actual story. Like I said, it's just the length of the story yeah. should have been longer. MCU costumes are coming soon. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually prefer these costumes. And I never thought I'd say this. I actually well, I... prefer playing with Thor in street clothes. I know. Weirdly enough, he looks better in street clothes. And, and, um, it's so crazy this... to say that. But in this, I prefer I prefer the Donald Blake look. <laughs> I yeah, really he... He looks much better in that than anything else, really. <laughs> yeah, and I never thought me and Joel would say that, but it's it's how I feel. It's honestly how I feel. When he returns uh, later on in the game, it's like, yeah, this is awesome. This is, like, really, really, really awesome. So, yeah, this is the open world kind of game that I was asking for. It's not open world like Spider-Man, but it's a step below what, what that would mean. So, to me... Yeah. I would suggest it to everybody. Please go play it. It's super cheap. I got it on Amazon for like 12 or 15 bucks. It's worth it. I promise you. You will have a very fun time. I'm going to make sure we bring it up to Pete tomorrow. Because uh, he wanted to know how, how it was. Word. But all right. Last thing for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. I know a lot of people were on this train. I'm still not on the train. Because but... I, I think differently of Sharon Carter. But knowing that oh. she hired this French guy, does that but, confirm to you that she is um the power broker? No, okay. not to me. It's not because like it, it it confirms that like like we've been saying that she probably works for him, right? In my opinion, um, and it also confirms because <laughs> fuck, uh she was in, well, I'm like you know how he, that the whole thing with Falcon in the, in the first episode. Yeah. Um and, and him stopping them, so it looks like she, they were behind that too. Yep. Um. So she she's been behind it for a while in terms of like working with Batroc. So I do believe she's involved with them. I don't know. I still I don't believe she's the power broker though. Yeah. No. I, I I'm completely with you. Also, again, could it be a misdirect? Sure, but they've only preferred to the power broker as a he. This entire time. Right. Wow. And the last time, they're going to be wrong. Like, they did that with fucking WandaVision, and they threw me off completely with the fucking, uh, uh, with the, what was it called? Her, her guy, and it ended up being the fucking military. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what do you thought? What do you mean, guy? You could have said they. You know, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> right. So to yeah. me, it's one of those things to where I'm like, I think Marvel's progressive enough to where uh, the power broker very easily could have been a woman. So I'm of like, course. you could have just said the power broker. You didn't have to say a, a he, a she, mm-hmm. or anything. Could have just said the power broker. That's it. Nothing attached to it. So I'm like, to me, it's one of those things where I'm like, these Marvel shows aren't who done. They're not murder mysteries. I, I don't need you to lead me on a path and then go a different way. If the power broker's a dude, just let it be a dude. If it's a woman, just let it be a woman. Like the, all this confusion for no reason is really. I don't care crazy. if it's a man or a woman. I just don't That's want it to be point. Sharon. Right. <laughs> I'm also with you on that. To me, it's just one of those things where it's like she is. She's known to be an undercover agent. Why would I assume this is any different? Mm-hmm. So it's she like surviving. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm like she was she was a soldier without a home. I'm like mm-hmm. so she found a home. I I believe fully that she works for someone. Um, but whoever that someone is, trusts her enough to run to run the day to day things, mm-hmm. and that's why it looks like she's the man around town because I very much believe she's like it's like the Joker Harley Quinn situation. She's like Harley. People know a. Hey, I, I vouch for her. Don't don't mess with don't mess with Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why she kind of has the juice that she has. Um, and me and Joel are not saying that a woman could not be the power broker. We could care less. We are just saying it would make absolutely no sense for Sharon to be the power right. broker. That's it. That's, that's, it. A, that's a leap for me. A very large one for her to go from I, I I'll defend my country. So now I will put <laughs> I will put super soldier serum out there for anyone to to no it just no. it's too large of a leap sorry too large All yeah right. it's Peggy's niece man <laughs> yeah come on really come on she kissed Captain America All right <laughs> like come on it's just and to me it's one of those things where it's like you've not developed her character enough to swerve her like this you just have it. It would be the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be like if Torres next season is out there killing people, and it's like, well, what happened between the last <laughs> He's time? <a> Punisher. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what did what happened from the last time I saw you to now? Why are you killing people? That's just like the weirdest development. Um, so yeah, I- I'm glad me and you are still on the same page. We do not think it's Sharon Carter. Um, and look, I'll say this: if it is for all the people that that want it to be. If it is, your your reasoning just has to be a lot better than what you people are trying to say as the reasoning for why she is the power broker, um, which is pretty much everyone's response to when I say, well, she's not. And then their response is, well, she could be. And I'm like, well, yeah, anybody could be. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point we're trying to make. We're trying to say it literally could be anybody else but her. Right. And the issue I have with her being the, the power broker, aside from me not wanting her to be the power broker, is, <laughs> uh, is um, it's, it's you know how it did, some things are just too obvious, like they make yeah. it too obvious. Yep. You can't, they twice, they did two or three times throughout this, this series, uh, kind of like make you think that it might be her. Right. Too many times already. They keep pointing, like pointing you in that direction to, to me to throw you off. You know what I mean? Right. And and I'll say this because Saturday they kept comparing it to when I kept saying the big bad of WandaVision wasn't um wasn't Agatha. Here's the thing. I knew who the hell Agatha was from the very first episode. 
So it wasn't like, oh, it was Agatha all along. What? I never would have thought. No, I, I figured she had something to do with it. Did I think she was the means to, like she was the, the face of everything? It was her who wanted it? No. But did I think she had a hand in everything? Yes, we said that from episode one. We were like, that's Agatha Harkness. I, I don't care what you're trying to call her. So it's like, that wasn't, uh, it was looking me in the face the whole time. I knew who she was. It was just the idea of, I thought she was working for someone. So mm -hmm. the difference here is, if it turns out to be Sharon Carter, all of us would say, yes, you made it very obvious that it was her. So it would be no shock factor. Right. You know what I'm exactly. Like if it's revealed to be her, like would you be uh, would you be surprised at this point? No. <laughs> like, at this exactly. point, it's like you literally have not made it anyone else but her. Right. That's that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So to me, it's just one of those things where it's like <laughs> that's why I'm saying I really am starting to feel like Joel, whoever the power broker is, could be very underwhelming. It's possible. Very underwhelming because when you think about, because to me, it's one or two options. Excuse me. It's the obvious, which is Sharon, or it's someone we've seen before, because you don't have time to introduce a new character unless this exactly. new character is a prominent character that you'll just explore more in the future. You know what I'm right. saying? So that's mm -hmm. why I'm like when people are like, well, it'd be stupid if it's the Mandarin. Why? It literally would lead into one of the next few movies that are coming out. It would make right. a lot of sense if it was the Mandarin. Um, you know what I'm saying? So to me, it's just, mm -hmm. I just have this very gut feeling that it'll be very underwhelming and no, not because it's not someone that I want it to be. It's because it, it, it'll either be the most obvious one or it'll be a forced entrance of somebody. And, and I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, grow it naturally, grow it naturally. Right. But all right. So did you see the, the Leviathan thing that I sent you? Yeah, yeah, deep, deep cut. Yeah, very, very, very deep cut. Um, but it's why when I heard when I when she said her name, I'm just like, I swear this sounds familiar. So like I googled it, and when one of the aliases was Madame Hydra, I was just like, I I fucking knew it. I knew it. But what are you <laughs> doing? Like, what is she doing here now? <laughs> like, we just got rid of a whole Hydra arc, and it's like, all right, you know, let's let's see what she's doing. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm very interested. Very, very, very interested. Someone also brought up, uh, I think maybe AJ brought up, maybe uh Yelena could be part of the Thunderbolts. And I'm like, I again that would be something that would be so weird. Um, clearly Natasha is someone she looks up to. So it's like I'm pretty sure when she finds out Natasha's dead, her purpose yeah. of coming here is to kind of live, you know, carry out the legacy that she built. Yeah, I saw that too. I don't, I don't like that either. Why would why would she become a, a what no yeah i don't know why that, that makes sense <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> doesn't make sense at all and again me and joelle are always of the mindset of if you explain it well enough we'll buy it but right now with no explanation and it just kind of being seemingly fans just want it no it makes no sense and we won't accept right. it <laughs> i'll give like, it ends up arrested <laughs> and, and a criminal and like the end she that's different you know because at that point she's you know she's not really a freelance hero or anything 
Um, but as far as far as I can tell, well, we don't know. We don't know what her her status is going to be at the end of that movie. Um, but aside from the fact that she more than likely will be taking the title eventually, because I, you know, I, we know that Natasha's not going to die at the end of the movie either. <laughs> so it's really one of those things where they probably have some type of weird agreement. You know, something happens to Natasha, something, something, something. You know. Well, I'm uh, assuming, I'm assuming, Joel, that what Natasha will say in this movie is, if anything ever happens to me and you need someone you can trust, I have a friend named Clint. You can trust him. And that's where we'll see Yelena pop up in the Hawkeye show. I believe, right. you know, she'll be in some deep trouble and she'll go, Natasha told me if I ever need, if I, you know, if something ever happened to her to come to you. And that's why I think, Hawkeye will lead her on on the path to becoming the new Black Widow. Um, so that's why I'm just like, to go from that to, well, she's now killing people for the Thunderbolts. It's like, wait, what? What kind of development are you people writing? Like, what is that? Normal people right. don't make leaps like that. Like, no, yesterday he was saving people from burning buildings. To, uh, you know, now today he's setting buildings on fire. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, who makes those kinds of leaps as people? Um, but all right, Joel, let's let's move on. We got a trailer for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi. We got a trailer for it. I, I will say that poster made his arms look look swole as shit. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, okay, either that was a really, really, really big close-up or goddamn, did he do some stuff with his arms? But uh this is a very beautiful trailer. Um I, I told cool. you I told you this was one of the movies that a trailer didn't really need to uh, sell me outside of the Mandarin, but we'll we'll get to that later. Um, for everything Shang Chi wise, it it did what it needed to. It very much looked like a live action uh, Big Hero Six. It very much looked like that, like that one scene where the lady is in like green and yellow, like floating through like the woods. Um, yeah. Just like that looks very colorful. Like that's very beautiful there. Very colorful. Um, yeah, like no, not not in like a, a a condescending way. I just mean like it it looks really different than anything I've ever seen in the MCU visually. Right. Um. It just looked really, really, really cool. Like crouching tiger, cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this looks like a lot of fun. Um. Uh, I'm not with the people that keep trying to push the narrative of the, the greatest action movie. Uh. Today, like let's let's see it because you're the same people that believe that for Black Widow. And we'll probably say that when you see that, and then we'll say it again when you see Shang Chi. I'm very much of let me, let me see what they do, <laughs> what they do with it. But mm -hmm. this fighting definitely looks uh, looks top notch. Um, you know, you just hope that everything's authentic uh, with heritage and stuff like that. Um, but again, for another teaser trailer, this was a full two minutes. <laughs> I'm like, they really are not understanding what teaser means. Um, but Joel, how did you like the trailer for Shang Chi? I like it more and more every time I watch it, and I, and I like it not that I didn't like it the first time I watched it, but I, I, the more I think about it, the more I go back and look at it again. I'm like, yeah, I really, really did enjoy the trailer and like uh, as a whole. Like obviously everything you see in the trailer, but also the way the the music plays, the even the commentary like over it, like by it, it's, it's at least sounds like it's the Mandarin or one whatever um, talking. <clears throat> um, Everything just clicked like a well-oiled machine. 
And so I just the more and more every time I look at it, I love it. Like, like I love it more. And like this is one of those movies I was, you know, this is one of my hype movies. Like I've been waiting a while to see a Shang Chi movie. Um, well, when I first got announced, like this was on my to watch list. Just like Falcon and Winter Soldier was like the the show that I wanted to see the most of all the shows that originally got announced. Uh, Shang Chi was like top of like movies I was waiting for once they first got announced. So like the trailer lived up to that hype for me at least so far, um, and I I really can't wait to, to see it when it comes out in September. Um, it it really was dope, and I just like just to see like to get that kung fu vibe in the MCU. Like you said, it looked. It looked it doesn't look like a normal MCU movie. That's how different it felt. And I, I like that. Yeah. And, and like I said, I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh, like I said, I didn't need, I didn't need this to sell me on Shang-Chi. It's something I told you I was already excited for. Uh, after seeing this, they damn sure better give me Iron Fist in that sequel. I mean, damn sure better give me Iron Fist in that shit. Um, it's just, it's, it's as colorful as you'd want an Iron Fist world to be. Um, so I'm like an introduction to Iron Fist would be so apropos. Um, but you know, I've been saying that for forever, but anyway, um, I told you the only thing that I was looking, looking for in this, and it's the same thing I have with Snake Eyes. I don't need to be sold on Snake Eyes. It's the one genre of movies that I'm, I'm a sucker for. You, you tell me Kung Fu anything, I'm a sucker for it. Um, so I was already excited about that aspect. But it's the accuracy points that I'm looking forward to. So we're not going to get into it, but you know how I feel about what looks to be the Ten Rings being around his, his wrist and his arms. Um, right. Why and how it operates. Um, and when I see that, uh you know a better explanation maybe it's something i can i can grow okay with but on the outside looking in it's just the question of why i mean that that that's all it is <laughs> that's really all it is right um and and i sat on it because my dad asked me he said well why why is what's the big deal and i said i think i would be a lot more okay with it had we not gotten a mandarin you know or you know somewhat of a mandarin before you know, but it's the idea that you you did Mandarin such a large injustice that when you do get him right, you're changing things. It's like, why? There was nothing wrong with the original detail of it. Um, so I think my biggest issue is I've been waiting for him to be accurate. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying that this one won't be. You, you know, I've learned that from you, Joel. I'm not judging something I have not seen. So I'm not judging it. I'm not saying... It's stupid. It's horrible. I know no reasoning as to why it's wristbands instead of rings. So, or, or you know, like finger rings. So yeah, I, they're not finger rings. They're um, yeah, like they're iron. Rings. They're iron rings. Right. But, so <clears throat> I mean, could this be some a cultural thing that I don't know about for sure? Like this could be a whole bunch of things that I don't know about. So you know, I'm gonna take the stance that I always take on this show. It's from a sense of ignorance. So mm -hmm. until they explain it, and I know it, it's something I dislike, but I am open to the movie itself. Just I'm just preparing myself for me not to consume Mandarin the way that I had always envisioned consuming him. It's, um, as far as I can tell, the Iron Rings are are they have 
a lot uh, old kung fu um backgrounds like those rings that they wear on their wrists mm -hmm. that that's a very much a like ancient chinese thing okay i mean like i said look i i'm hoping that it is something that i see and it just visually knocks my socks off that i'm like you know what i was making a big deal out of nothing but again i, I need to see it uh, I need to see how, you know, how they explain it in the movie, how they show it in the movie, right. uh, how it operates, because I very much did want to see the, the Ten Rings operate the way that it did in the comics. I don't care how how goofy or stupid it looked. I, I like the idea of it being used in that cosmic sense. Um, so, again, the, the movie, my feelings about the Mandarin has nothing to do with my uh, my enjoyment of what I saw from this trailer and my excitement for this movie. Um, I'm not one of those guys that goes, oh, you did that, so now the whole movie is going to be garbage. No, I do not feel that whatsoever. But I am going to have to pretty much get over Mandarin the same way that I, I will eventually have to get over Mephisto. So it's a working curve with me. So I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> but I am excited for this movie um, because of what it means for a heritage um and what it means for the fact that shang chi is one of the dopest mofos out there um so i'm really interested to see how this tournament and everything goes but all right did you have anything else you wanted to add for uh shang chi not really uh i really i can't wait i, I mean i can't wait to see him in his own movie but I, I really can't wait to see him interact with other heroes right yep and you know i'm, I'm curious if shang chi is going to take the the doctor strange route um, or will he actually become an actual Avenger? I hope so. I hope he does. Well, I mean, you know, let, let me be, not for you, because I know you understand what I'm saying, but for, for the listeners, I don't mean it in the sense of, I don't think he'll ever interact with the Avengers. I just mean more so, Doctor Strange is not an Avenger. <laughs> not, <laughs> not at all. Uh, he would never call himself an Avenger. So I'm curious, will Shang-Chi be part of the new Avengers team or will he just kind of be like, if you ever need me, call me, but I right. will not be at your compound every day <laughs> for you right. to call me with like your little Avengers card. Like that's, that's more so what I mean. Like we know Ghost Rider will interact with, with the Avengers, but he for damn sure will not be at a compound hanging out with the rest of the team. It just depends on which one. <laughs> Very true. Oh, okay. <laughs> Johnny Blaze, there's no way in hell he would do that. Yeah, probably not. Robbie probably would. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, probably would. All right, let's move on. We also got a small little teaser for the Flash movie that has started filming. Yeah. Um, me and you did feel CW vibes from that theme that they gave. Yeah. We definitely did. I I'm glad we both thought that same thing. Yeah. Um. Like we also got confirmation that Michael Keaton will indeed be back to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne, AKA Batman. But um, I don't think it was really, I, I, I don't think we truly believe that he wasn't. I think we kind of more so believed that he, he played boy to the very end, but you know, at the end of the day, he's in. <laughs> right. Well, to me, I kind of viewed it as he said a lot in the beginning and then it kind of seemed like a phone call was made. He said very little. And then it was just like, well, we can confirm it now. And it was just like, oh, well, yeah, he is. And it's just like, well, I don't think anyone who saw the promotional art of Batman 89 standing over the shoulder of Flash thought to themselves, 
well, it's very possible that, you know, they casted someone else to be that bad. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone thought that. So I don't know. I don't know why they thought we were stupid, but no one believed that. Um, we only report news. And the news at the time was he was saying, oh, maybe I'm not. So we reported it. But I don't think deep down me or you believe that at all. No, I didn't. Um, so, I mean, again, all we really got was the logo, uh, the reveal of like the chest, the chest piece of the suit, a right. little bit of a theme to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'd see a lot of people that aren't interested in this movie. I don't know why. Um, I know why. Well, depend on what kind of fan they are. Okay, why do you think people aren't interested? Uh, for the people, the people that I've seen that seem the least interested are Snyder fans. Because they want the Snyder cut. That and I mean, it's back. not a universe. It's not a universe. Yeah, but more, yeah, that and the fact that they they back Ray Fisher and you know they'll basically fight off any movie that it's not Zack Snyder at this point. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say this, the same as I, I said Saturday. There's a show called The Nevers on HBO Max. And I just finding out, yes, Josh is behind it. But I will say here, like I said Saturday, that does not take away from the hard work those men and women did to put that show together. Mm-hmm. So it does not deserve the Josh Whedon hate to then detract people from watching a very well done show. Right. Josh did walk away from the project. He did, directed the first few episodes. He wrote it. He's the producer of it, but he stepped away from it. Um, I think we should separate the art from the artist. And this should not be a deterrent from people watching this show. It is a very good show. I have not heard anyone come out and say that he was abusive or anything like that. So I'm to believe that this was made on the up and up. Um, but it's the same thing for the DC world. If you allow your bias of only wanting Snyder to affect how you view DC, you'll never get it because they won't ever make anything else for us. They'll just throw things at the wall. They're already doing it now, but it'll be worse. So just support DC. That's why I said, Joel, what stresses me about all these people that are the loudest, they're not DC fans. They're only Snyder fans. And I think they don't understand the difference. Here's the difference. Me and Joel loved Ben Affleck as Batman. We didn't allow Ben Affleck to define the character so much that we refused to be a fan of anyone else who donned the suit. That is the difference between a Ben Affleck fan and an actual Batman fan. We are fans of whoever is in the cow. Simple as that. Literally, that, simple absolutely. I uh, very much enjoyed, loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I fought to my detriment, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hard to, to, to like in denial that he was leaving. Um, <clears throat> and you know, you know, we all paid for it at the end. Um, but you know, he walked away, and you know, it took a lot of us forever to like make peace with it but that's it look he, he's gone he's gone i've made peace with him being gone i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and fucking hashtag every day <laughs> over bringing him back if he's gone he's gone i'm good like we have a batman now there's robert patton as batman fine we'll go forward with that if they're gonna bring in michael keaton to bring him back i'll take it i fucking love keaton anyway um but now story-wise i have no idea where the fuck they're going but 
like you can't you're not gonna go wrong when it comes to whoever they end up having as Batman. That's what I'm saying. Right. And that's why I said our love is for the cow. Right. Our love is not purely for the actor in the cow. So right. you know, all these Snyder fans are showing you is they're not DC fans. They don't want what's best for DC. They want what's best for Snyder. They want what's best for them. And that might not be uh, what you get. So if you're a supporter of Superman, it doesn't matter who's in that, you know, who's in that suit. Right. We hope it's Henry a thousand percent. Yes, but I, preferably, I am hundred yes. percent okay with whatever the next journey is for Superman. I just want it to all connect. That's it. That honestly, Joel, that is all I ask for. I don't care if you recast everybody. Just put it in the same <laughs> universe. That's all I ask for. That's it. Nothing crazy. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. great. I'm not asking for uh, a Batman series with Ben Affleck. I'm not asking for a Deathstroke series with Joe Man. I'm just asking for everything to connect that you do. Yeah. Simple. I would love to see all that, but I don't like. I just, I just want to, I want a unified universe <laughs> with my fa- like my favorite characters in the DC universe. You know, yeah. Like so much potential there that's just I feel is untapped, and then like we've only just begun to truly tap into it and you know it's just i feel like the whole the bbs and and justice league um debacle it just extended it it was like four years of just snail's pace of like living in the past and that's all we've been doing is live. and we finally get the director's cut you know snack designers cut of the justice league and it's fantastic um but it now it feels like it's we've been living waiting for it for so many years like they don't want to let it go it's like i want to move forward i've been wanting to move forward for four years like i i, I don't give a fuck i just want to move forward <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like like that's why we saw the flash thing today and i was so excited because it just seems like it looked like something new <laughs> like thank right. god i mean even <laughs> even with black adam it's just the idea of it's like yes. We're finally moving forward. We've been trying to get the wheels moving. Like, it's like the idea of a car just being stuck in park. And it's like, that's what it felt like. Yeah, it's exactly how it felt. Like, it's like I want to go somewhere, even if it's backwards or forward. I just want the car to move. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. It's just like we've been stuck in mud for Right. And and (laughs) me and you have said this. If DC came out tomorrow and said, hey, we're going forward with the Snyder, with the Snyder verse. Me and you wouldn't be of, of any objection to it. All we no. ask is that everything connects. Meaning if that means we can't get, uh, or, or let me not say can't get. If that means that the new Batman is now uh, Matt Reeves' Batman and he's just, and Zach's just overseeing the universe. I don't care. I just really don't care. I just want continuity. That's it. Right. That's yep. it. So hopefully the Flash establishes a continuity that is singular yeah. or brings uh, brings in a singular continuity uh, because we know how much of a hard-on they have for the multiverse. So hopefully this is a means to an end. Uh, right. But to me, continuity is all me and Joel ask for. We don't ask for anything crazy. Like, I promise you. Just, I don't ask for much. I really don't. Well, we really don't. We really don't. We're, Here's the crazy thing. We're at a point, Joel, to where we're just like, we don't even care who's playing these characters. Just let okay. it connect. I did. I cared for a long time. But now it's just like, give me something that where I don't have to worry anymore. Um, please, God. We don't even have the luxury now to, to, 
to care Look, once, about who's playing the, the yeah, once but once Ben bailed, it's like I I like I wanna care, but like the, he, all butts are off, you know. Yeah. And, and to me it's just like we can't invest anymore. We we, we really just can't. We we honestly <laughs> can't. Um so this did look good. I did enjoy it. Flash is starting filming, Black Adam is starting filming. My my sentiments are the same. Announcements of when something films means nothing to me. Show me the suit. I want yes. the suits. So specifically, excuse me, if Ben's coming back, I want to know, is it BVS Ben? Uh, because I tell you right now, that Justice League Ben looked a lot slimmer than he did in BVS. Uh, yeah. So I want to see, is it the same suit? Is it a smaller suit? Smaller Ben? Buffer Ben? I yeah. don't see suit. That's it. I wonder if they uh, they made a new suit for him, or is it the same or a similar suit? Because I do like the BVS suit over the Justice League suit, and and by I mean when I say the Justice League suit, I don't mean the tactical suit at the end of the movie. No, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. To me, I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw how how small he looked in Justice League, it's the size I I I had hoped that the next time we saw him, he would still be that. I I don't need the. I got enough of what Zach wanted to do with that huge looking Batman. I I now am okay with a slimmer Batman. <laughs> I'm okay with the Batman who's like, I am 50. I will not lift another weight. <laughs> like I am okay with that. Well, I don't mind that Batman either. I mean, like the one where, or uh, at the end of Justice League where he's fucking obviously thinner than where he was. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's the one, yeah, that's I, don't the one mind. I prefer. That's the one I prefer. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's but that's just that's his look. I mean, I'm talking in terms of costume, um, costume like aesthetic. Yeah, I think the the BVS suit is probably my favorite suit or the Ben Affleck suits because the Justice League one, I don't know, it wasn't it, it was similar, but it's not the same. Obviously, it had some differences. Um, <clears throat> I had multi, I had the little things like the cowl was a little different, with straps on the arms and. It was like plating on the on the abs. It was weird. <laughs> um, I will say this: since you're giving us two Batman, one of them needs to have the the cape that comes all the way around. It's only fair. It's only fair that one of them does it. Well, one the suit used to go all the way around, but it would literally be it was attached to the logo. So <laughs> that is right. I forgot that. Ugh. <laughs> ah. Ugh. But it did go all the way right around. <laughs> One day they will completely get it right, exactly how it should be. Oh, yeah. um, it, was the, it, it did go all the way around, but it was attached to the logo. It's oh. like, oh, they get so close, and it's just like, oh, you were right there. Um, but yeah, no, I think we can both agree we, we are excited for this movie. We are excited that it has begun filming, so we don't have to worry about a month from now. Uh, they lost another director, and we have to wait another <laughs> 50 years for another Flash movie. And, uh, um, but um, but yeah, look at them both being filmed: Black Adam and The Flash. And the movies that the movies that me and you thought The Flash would would take forever to make, and Black Adam and the movie me and Tia thought would take forever to make. So it's good to know we can lay both of those to rest. They are filming. We are getting yeah. them. Um, and we will have trailers before the end of this year. People were in denial last year that Black Adam would start filming. I'm like, really? Like they're going through all this, right? Now? Uh, 
hundred percent, Joel. Because I'm like, if anyone could fuck this up, it would be a hundred percent be DC. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, so I, I, I will gladly say I am super happy I was wrong. Uh, I just, I didn't. There was no problems on like with with production or anything, and it's The Rock. So right, it was like, right. But here's the problem, Joel. We could say that for every time until there was a problem. So to me, it was just like, this is a movie we felt as though should have been made years ago. So it was like the fact that it didn't, okay, all right, no problem. Whatever the reasons were, cool. Whatever the reasons were for Flash, cool. It was just the idea Flash of... Flash no, 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 no. I, I'm not even comparing it. I'm just saying whatever the problems were for either or, for why they weren't made when they should have been, cool. We're past it. It was just the idea of, can we fully, like put all the chips on the table of it will a hundred percent go into production and start filming. And I think I had a shred of, of doubt and it was just like, all right, the closer we're getting, not hearing anything, not hearing anything. Good, good, good. And then boom, we're filming. Great. Let's move forward. Let's get this movie that we have been dying for since he made the announcement. Let's get it. Let's enjoy it. Let's consume it. Um, and I'm glad that I was terribly wrong and that we will get two trailers for these movies by the end of this year. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Hope so. I mean, I, at this point, it's like, why wouldn't you? Why would you not? Especially since New York Comic Con looks like they're coming back. San Diego Comic Con will be later this year. Why wouldn't you? I mean, just why? I really don't understand these. these I mean, they're filming now. So that means they should definitely have something to show by the time the, the cons come. I would even or, say it's very. Fandom. I don't know. No, I was just gonna say it's very likely that if they're filming now, they should be done. Um, by the time San Diego Comic Con comes around, no, it'll take a little bit longer than that. Well, no, I, I, I thought I, I could be wrong here, so I'm not saying this factually, but I thought JD was saying that it's not going to be in uh, July; it's going to be later this year. Well, San Diego? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if it. If they're gonna do it with San Diego, a lot of them are doing their own thing. Like, depends on like. DC oh, does. I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you're saying they might stick to to August with with Fandom. Right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I I thought you were saying that there's no way they'd be done by July, thinking that that's when San. Oh, okay. I, I I get what you're saying. Okay, no problem. So if yeah, if, if they do that, then yeah, sure. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I am not against DC and Marvel pulling themselves from comic cons and doing these events to where obviously for now it's online but they open them to where mm -hmm. they're in la or they're in new york um right. and we can go to them where it's only dc and marvel like um star wars um... yeah, like star wars celebration yeah right 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 yep i have no problem with that i know people are gonna hate that but i have no problem with that um, and whatever location it chooses, to me, I don't have a problem with that either because we live in New Jersey and San Diego's always in clearly LA. So it's like it'd be no different. You know what I'm saying? So location to me doesn't matter. Um, you know, as long as you, you, you have it to where we can watch it um, and enjoy it and consume it, that's all I ask for. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to that. All right. So to round us out, Joel. Your thoughts on Invincible this week? Oh, last week, sorry. Last week's Invincible. Uh, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I actually remember a lot of that from 
one of the, the only episodes that I actually remember most of it from the comic book. <laughs> so it was fairly accurate. Because <laughs> I'm like, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that. <laughs> Especially like the whole scene where Adam uses leaves and starts like fixing shit around the world. Mm-hmm. That is definitely something I remember in the comic books. Um, <clears throat> the fight at the college, I remember that. Um, so yeah, I remember most of the, that reading most of that that episode so uh i would say that was a fairly accurate episode um what else happened in it though <laughs> i'm trying to think um i can remind you please do all right so we got um uh what's his name invincible's mom confronted what's his name about killing right. um the the other heroes so right kind of she's kind of had it um we uh we see um the the two twins are devising a plan of their own because they feel as though robot man or whatever his name is is probably gonna screw them over um obviously we we see that uh grayson is going through a breakup with his girlfriend um Mm -hmm. he refuses to just tell her that he's invincible um, which i'm really at this point i'm really confused as to why he's not like he's he legit comes home to his mother and his father, and he still feels as though I can't tell her. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> All about that secret identity, like you know what I mean? no, I get not telling the world. Yeah, yeah. But tell her so she understands why you're not showing up when you yeah. promise to show up. Yeah. Um, we'll say the funniest part of the episode is his friend literally figuring out the math in his head. He's just like. like (laughs) what so i i love that i love that a lot Uh, to me i'm i'm kind of like to me i'm like all right if you're gonna hide it from everybody there should be that one person that's not another hero that he can kind of just be vulnerable with and if it's not going to be his girlfriend i love that it's his best friend i'm like perfect i'm like because at some point it, it, it it's the it's the year old thing, Joel, to where it's just like the fact that Lois Lane looked at Superman and Clark every day and never put it together. The same person It's just like, it's not practical. That should not be the case for every, every superhero. Cause right. you have to, you have to believe that people are just smarter than that. Like you've kissed both dudes and you're just like, Nope, I no, I two different guys. So differently. <laughs> right it's like all right come on Lois Lane <laughs> um so yeah no I, I really did enjoy this episode obviously we, we seeing his best friend's boyfriend get turned into a, a mindless drone mm-hmm. um and him kind of seeing more of Grayson's world um you know I, I do believe and it's gonna suck it's really gonna suck but I do see that they're pushing the narrative of Grayson being with with um with Eve um, which is really gonna suck because I, I I like who he's with. I think I think they're great for each other. It's just the idea of just tell her, bro. Like just tell her before you lose her completely. Um, so that was pretty much the the whole. Gi- oh, I'm sorry. I'm skipping over one really important part. Uh, she confirms that Omni Man killed uh, the rest of the the rest of his team by going to um, his tailor. And them investigating the suit, seeing the blood, seeing the, the different markings and whatnot. Um, so that's how she kind of puts two and two together. And you kind of see his tailor kind of scared for his life when Omni-Man kind of is just like in the distance and then shows up for beers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, 
again, you know a little bit more than, and I don't mean a little bit uh, like, like that. I just mean, you know more than me because you've read, you've read the books. Um, so I'm not sure um, when he's going to kind of go, like, I know you know, but I don't know how many episodes are left. We assume it has to be coming soon. What was the question? I'm sorry. Oh, no, just uh, like um, pretty much, first of all, your thoughts on the, the rest of the episode, uh, now that I told you I broke down the, the whole episode, and um, how much longer are we going to go before Omni-Man kind of just, a screw kind of comes loose? Oh, okay. Um, I'm assuming that happens at the end of the, se- the season. Um, uh, what was what this? What episode are we on? Like fifth, sixth? I think it's the fifth. Is it okay? And you know, how many episodes? I want to say ten, man. I'm not even sure. Let me check. Cause yeah, hold on. I, I'm <coughs> talking while you look. I, I'm gonna I'm pull up Invincible here. Let me see. We're on episode. No, it's episode six. It's episode six. Yep, it was episode and, six. Right. And there's, there's how many episodes? It doesn't tell me. It just says that um, we're on six. We're on six. It doesn't say how many we're going to get. No. Damn. Let me see if I can find. Which uh, I don't know why it doesn't. That's like the weirdest damn thing. I think it only gives us eight episodes. This one says six, seven, and eight here. So we might only get eight episodes. Oh, if that's true, we just watched six. There's only two more episodes. So that's coming. And you can feel it happening. Obviously, he just got outed. <laughs> by his wife um so it, 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 shit's about to go down very soon um without spoiling anything <laughs> so, <basically. Right. laughs> um but yes yeah, um shit's gonna get crazy soon and then uh there's a good chance the way it ends you're gonna want to know more and they're not gonna get the answers you want at the end but again, I don't want to spoil it, so you might have to wait till season two. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll get some of the answers, um, but there's there's a lot more to come. Perfect. Like, I mean, past the season, I mean. You know how many times I've told you, if I don't know, I like to be in 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 the unknown. Um, you know, because it's rare that I don't know what to somewhat expect. Um, so when I come across it, I'm kind of just like, I'm okay, just not really knowing anything and i'm proud of myself that i haven't asked you more than i have already because part of me wants to just know but the other part is just like it's only a few more like you can do it um but all right so yeah invincible looks it's on its hot streak i I can't wait to see how it um how it all plays out all right last two so i can get you out of here joel uh batwoman and cw's flash cw's flash is not new this week it's a rerun um batwoman is on a break for a few weeks uh maybe i think it's two two or maybe three um uh so this last episode of batwoman obviously we're seeing them try to free ryan's girlfriend um this guy that's playing black mask i really like his black mask i like ewan mcgregor's black mask i like under the red hoods black mask i'm a really big black mask fan so i'm loving all of this um but batwoman to me was just somewhat of a filler episode really uh, i yeah. had that big you know omg moment at the end mm-hmm. um flash to me is just i i 
I really wish we could kind of just get to the meat and potatoes of what the season's about because this is just dragging. Um, it is just, it really is. Each episode, like honestly, Joel, if someone came to me and said, I'm all caught up on Flash, but I haven't started this season yet, um, I legit would tell them, you can wait. <laughs> you honestly mm-hmm. can wait because I honestly feel like if you skip these episodes and once they get to kind of like where the story is supposed to be at, um, mm-hmm. you can start from there because I honestly don't feel like you're missing anything from any of these. You're not. A lot of it's just been filler. Right. Like, uh, huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, last time, week, we got yeah. introduced to the new ice villain. Um, I don't know if they, I don't know if they, um, I don't know if he's been introduced yet, but like we, we, we met him. But he will be the villain, is what I'm trying to say. Which is the bartender. <laughs> right. And I, I thought that was where obviously we saw Killer Frost is now um is now arrested and next week's episode is like her trial. And I'm just like, oh my God, you got like I swear, Joel, I could have sworn a few weeks ago there was a hint that reverse flash is back. I could have sworn I heard that we were supposed to be getting another bad guy speedster. You also mentioned there there was a rumor of Zoom coming back. And I'm just like, when can we hurry up and get to that? Because this is just painful. <laughs> like, it, Right now, I, it's about the forces. The different, like, the speed force, strength right, force, the whatever. Right. That, and that. when I say painful, I don't mean, like, these episodes are bad. I just mean I, at this point of the Flash series, I have no patience for table setters. Like, just get to, and, and I understand that they have 20 something episodes, they're not going to just get into it. But to right. me, it's just like I'm investing an hour every Tuesday only to find out that it was an hour I did not need to invest. That is my issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's <clears throat> not that I think these are the worst episodes ever, they're not. No. It's just they don't mean, they don't ultimately mean anything right now. So it's very much so like, oh, damn, I could have just asked Joel what the episode was about. I didn't actually have to watch it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that's what frustrated me. But what were your thoughts on Batwoman and and Flash? Batwoman was, um, like you said, I think it was more like it was like a filler episode. At least to me, it felt that way. It wasn't like pulling me either way. Um, What didn't really excite me. I uh, had a very fast and furious fucking vibe this week. <laughs> um, great. Um, like you said, I enjoy the Black Mask too. I like I like his portrayal so far of Black Mask. That's pretty good. Um, I do want to know more about when, what, you know, or at least what the fuck they're going to do with Wallace Day and, <laughs> and Kate Kane. I don't know how long before we get to that. That's what I'm looking forward to the most, so Batwoman. Um, but I think they're going to drag their feet there for a little bit until we get there. Um, I'm actually really, every time I'm watching, I'm like, well, I can't wait to see Luke as Batwing. I wonder what, how long that takes, too. I don't think it should take much longer. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you keep hinting and hinting and hinting at it, the more he's able to kind of defend himself. Um, so I'm like, clearly it's in your plans. Uh, to me, I don't think it's something you need to make us wait a long time for. Just, just you know, get us out of this season and then get us into it. Right. Uh, I wanted to bring this up before we, we go off air. Do you think it's possible that if Kate Kane is 
is really going to come back, like not just a means to an end for this season. Mm-hmm. Would you be against them sending one of them to Legends of Tomorrow? No, because, you know, that's kind of what it's there for. Right. That's what it's supposed to be there for. But unfortunately, Legends of Tomorrow is so out there now. It's almost nothing like it used to be. Um, but here we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I still watch Legends and I'll watch this new season of Legends, but it's not what it used to be. Like, where all the extra characters like fall off and they go there. Um, and I like that because, you know, the characters that you want to keep using had a place to go. You know, they don't have to necessarily go away. Right. Uh, and there was, it was a team concept. It made sense. But now they're just making up shit over there, like brand new characters that have nothing to do with comic books. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here now? <laughs> like, but that's what, that's what concerns me a little bit, Joel, because as soon as, as soon as we heard the news about Kate Kane coming back and them actually casting someone like, you know, that you're like, oh, well, they're clearly not just going to write her off in the sunset. To me, the first thing I thought was, I don't know how you tell your fan base now that the one that has to go is Ryan. And I also don't know how you sell to your fan base to tell them that the one you didn't want to be gone is now the one that's gone. Like, it's just, it, it's such a fucking catch 22 that I, I, every day I get so angry that they put us in this situation. You had the perfect out. You had people that hated it, that were getting over it or, or were at least getting quieter. And now you've opened this can of worms. And again, very much learning from you. We have to see how it plays out before we get too deep in a a like or a hate of something. But to me, it's the mindset of why would you do that? Like you just sold the world on a new Batwoman. But why would you bring in a new Batwoman if it was a means to an end because Kate was coming back? Yeah. Or even worse, bring Kate back to not bring Kate back. <laughs> it's like Yeah, like, like I don't get it. And like and not just cast anybody, but a fan favorite. <laughs> exactly. Somebody that fans wanted originally before you decided to go a completely different route for Batwoman. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it, it's frustrating, but again, I'm not letting it consume me because I'm waiting to see how everything shakes out. But at, at this point, I think it's literally one of the dumbest things CW has ever done. And I'm really curious to see how they 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 work themselves out of this hole that they've put themselves in unnecessarily. You had everybody okay with Kate Kane being gone. Mm-hmm. And everyone who wasn't okay, like I said, they they became quiet. That was it. You didn't you like I I didn't I wasn't going on Twitter still seeing people like man I hate Ryan where's Kate I, I didn't see any of that mm. so I'm like now you're just you're, you're stirring it up now to where now people are gonna be like well if Kate's still alive why do we need Ryan and then you have other people that are like well no this was supposed to mean something you can't get rid of it now right so I don't know but again like I said you always taught me the idea of just like let it play out. Don't stress yourself. Let them worry about that. And we just worry about consuming it. So that's where my right. mind is. I'll consume it. Again, I don't hate Ryan Wilder. Uh, I don't hate the storyline of, of Batwoman. It, it's not what I wish it would be, but I have no problems with it. I don't hate any episodes I've been seeing so far. Um, and hell, they gave me Black Mass. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, they did. Thumbs up for yeah. that. I look forward to 
seeing how that plays out. I really do. Cause like, I want to see, um, I want to see, I want to see Wallace Day as Kate Kane. I'm very curious how she looks and how she plays it off. Um, and how they like, and it went, if she's back, like, does she gonna stay back? <laughs> like, how do you, how the, how is the duality gonna work out between Ryan and Kate? And I'm very curious how this is all gonna play out. Yeah, uh, I mean that that that's honestly what it comes down to: curiosity, seeing how they play it out, seeing how they make it make sense. Uh, because again, it's a hole they put themselves in that they did not need. <laughs> Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they get themselves out. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, this week, Joel, we got a new episode of um, Figure It Out. Tomorrow, we're doing sci-fi fantasy. So I can't wait to do that with you guys. We may or may not have a special guest, so that'll be fun. Um, and then we have the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier, another Invincible uh-huh. episode. Um, so this will be a pretty cool week for us to break down next Monday. So I'm really excited for that. I know you're not feeling the best, so I'm very thankful that you did this with me. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, I cannot wait to see what these Knicks do over the course of the next two days. I'm going to start with the next two days, see what they do <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday. and then Back to back, to back, right? Back to back, Tuesday and Wednesday. That's another thing, back to back. It's, it's tough. It is. It's very tough. So I mean, this is look. This is where this is where we see what the Knicks are made of because the playoffs they're not back to back, but they're not they're not a week's difference. <laughs> like they're, they're no. pretty close. So you know these are guys who aren't who aren't that familiar with the playoffs. So this this will be something that they have to get used to. Well, hopefully they they get used to. Right. But all right, that's all we got for you guys. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Till then. Peace. Peace.